before like actually kind of got into um like listen to your podcast and you know, I actually thought you two were like sisters because it's like your your oh I love that <laughs> your like your friendship is just like it's so organic and obviously it's unfortunate how you two came about but it was just like you just seem so like genuine amongst thank you <laughs> thank you and right back at you guys we I feel like we've got very similar stories how our podcast actually came about don't we Sal? Definitely. And I think what you guys are doing in particular, like, you know, men especially don't talk about their feelings as much, do they? Or grief. And I think the Mm. fact that you guys are being so open and honest and vulnerable and have created a platform where it's okay as, as blokes to talk about what's going on and grief and all of the sort of messiness that comes with it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I really, I I really respect you for that. And I really thought it was really interesting your perspective on like being desensitized or maybe drained Mm -hmm. by the top, like by, you know, grief. Cause sometimes I think we can feel a bit desensitized to it. And especially I think when we're in the space where we're talking about it a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, we kind of almost like live and breathe grief in a way, you know, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite a lot, isn't it? You can almost feel like that might just be, yeah. sometimes you just need to step away from grief in a, in a way. You can kind of become, I think, a little bit desensitised to it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that- so by the way, I'm really sorry if you can hear this weird noise. My dog <laughs> can hear is snoring. <laughs> can you hear it? So it's not, it's not me. I'm not like farting or anything. It's my dog snoring. I thought, is it me? He's like, he's, he's really loud. So I'm going to mute myself and just chime in. But yeah, he's he's really yeah. loud. I'm, nice, I'm no. like nudging him, but it's not stopping. No, but, um, yeah, so I just like... Um, you know, I know you guys have kind of spoken about probably numerous times and before, like in terms of, you know, like I said to you, um, it was like seeing you both, it just seems like, you know, the, the content you guys produce and how you guys communicate with each other, like it's so like nice to see. And again, you know, someone who didn't know any better, you know, would would think, oh, maybe you two are, you know, like, because uh, like it's like your stories are so much, I won't say identical, but it's like that sort of like both that sudden loss, um, but just sort of briefly kind of just explain like how um you know you both sort of met each other and how or I'll say not say why but yeah how you decided to kind of create this like platform together and really just start you know normalizing grief in your own in your own way well it's a bit of a love story Sal and I met (laughs) um it came from tragedy, obviously, after our mums both died suddenly. Um, but I think like you and Ben, we sort of felt like no one else was going through it around us and we felt really quite isolated with it. Um, so we had found a support group, which we are so unlike support group type of people. It's not something that we would ever think that we'd be kind of throwing ourselves into, but we did feel really alone. And yeah, like you mentioned before, we sort of assumed that we'd have our mums into our fifties and sixties, and we were in absolutely no way prepared to be losing them at such a young age. And um, yeah, so we went to this support group meetup and we both got there and it didn't really feel like our jam when we got there, but um, I just felt a connection to Sal because her mum had died suddenly as well and there are different circumstances which we'll go into, um, but I just felt like she would understand kind of where I was at. We were similar ages. We both lived in Sydney. Um, losing your mum is just, yeah, it's all sorts of awful, as you know. Um, so, yeah, I sent her a message just randomly. I think it was like a few days after or something I was thinking about. It. I was like, should I reach out? And, and yeah, I just put myself out there and, and said, hey, my mum's dead too. You want to catch up? Like, and she responded. And then, yeah, we just hit it off straight away. And we um, we basically became like friends really quickly. It was just so good having like that person. And, and you probably find, Jermaine, it's the same with you and Ben. Like you just having that friend who understands or that person who understands kind of grief and kind of all the crazy things that come with it, you know, like all the feelings, but then also the other things like the physical symptoms, the exhaustion, like the anxiety, mm. the get, you know, all of the things that you don't necessarily, people who haven't been through it 
as great friends as they are like even they could be like so supportive and your best mates but they just might not understand like the complexities and the things that you're going through and it was just so good to have like someone that understood it and we just basically we were talking about like how lonely we found it as well like and even though we had like really good support around us um we just found it to be a really isolating experience so that's kind of when we decided like well what can we do to help other people feel like less alone in their grief and in Australia I think in the UK there's a bit more of a kind of um a groundswell of like grief kind of conversations happening there's you know loads of amazing podcasts like yours and grief gang and grief cast and you've got like the you know it's quite a a few kind of um the grief case all that stuff happening but in Australia there there isn't there wasn't heaps was there in there was there's not like a lot of support and so we were kind of like well we we struggled to find resources here that were basically like telling it how it is with grief but also with a bit of humor you know like a lot of the, the resources over here were quite sort of they felt quite outdated so we're like let's just let's have a chat and start a podcast and just let's <laughs> like you know just just give it a go and see if we can help other people feel like less alone and maybe seen and heard in their grief because I think sometimes if you haven't got someone to talk to you might be like is this what is what I'm feeling even normal you know yeah like am I going crazy because you do you feel like you're abnormal you feel like you're losing your mind like grief is so complex and until you're in it you have no idea what is normal and what's not um so yeah just having like someone to kind of finish your sentences and make you feel like everything that you're thinking and feeling is okay and normal is just so valuable when you're grieving yeah I think definitely and I think what you said Sally is because that like there's a lot of things when you think of grief that you think of you know traditional things that people have meetings but being in this sort of space of um social media I feel like it's, it's going to be so good, not so much like it's going to be good now. And even when like maybe our kids, kids or or your 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 daughter has, um you know, be, um, grows up because it's like you can see these things now and it can be relatable and you can't you don't you don't have to feel, oh, you know, I don't can't talk about this because, again, one of the, the main things we've all been through is um, feeling isolated. And that's mm-hmm. not always a good thing because you know, like you've, you haven't chosen to be in this, in the situation, but you can't help but it being asked because of, you know, age or just so many different things, you know, and it just being a taboo in itself, not just amongst young people, but amongst men, or, you know, so many different things, um, you know, and, you know, just briefly, I remember like what uh, we, we did like, and uh, we wrote a few quotes for an article um, that was published last year, last year, Father's Day. And I me- remember saying that, for me, grief is like, I feel like we mourn for a season, that like the mourning stage is always like temporarily, you know, like however that looks like in terms of culture and stuff. But I feel like grief, people don't understand that grief is for a lifetime. But when you say that, I don't, I don't say that in, to be morbid or to 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 say that you can't uh, function, but I, it's the truth. It, the grief doesn't, it doesn't go away. You just, every, every day is just kind of manageable. Every day, you know, you deal with different, like some people, like in your, in my case, I was, my way of dealing with this, is to uh, create a space for it where like, it can it can be by itself. And initially, and it still is the case, it was started because we wanted uh, to voice our grief. But um, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm, I'm like some sort of a messiah, but I feel like it's it's for other people. And it's bigger than just me now. So that that's what kind of keeps me going with it. And you know, because which I'll probably ask you guys because I can understand like we grieve as much as. It doesn't go away, but it can be mentally draining having to constantly, oh, think about things or think of you know. It's, yeah, it's 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 just kind of draining and and but unfortunately here we are. But it's just about managing it um, in 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 different ways. And you know, one thing that I do kind of appreciate is people like sharing their stories and you get to learn a lot about people and understand that right. It's it's really tough. Like you know, um, even with your stories that like, I've never, you know, I didn't. I, I just I was like. Like I just don't know what to say. I was like, damn, you you guys are doing a lot, and it's it must be a lot to take in because, you know, even um, and I probably probably start reimagining because I understand with there's grief, but it's also within grief when um that grief was caused. Um, well, I don't want to say I don't know if "caused" is the right word. Um, but when that grief is associated with you know suicide, often can it be even more alienating 
because it's like people don't talk about that anyway and it's like people don't know what to say so like it's it's very hard um you know so how how did you you know losing your mom how how was that like for you like given the you know the nature of her of her of her death yeah I mean it was absolutely devastating is the best way I can put it um back to what you said earlier like storytelling and and people sharing their stories like there's so much power in that and when it first happened to me that's all I wanted to do is just hear from other people who had gone through similar to what I'd gone through and survived because it felt so unsurvivable for me um with suicide loss like your world just is completely shattered and I had no hope for the future. I'd just become a new mom. So my daughter was nine months old at the time. Um, so I was just kind of grappling with early motherhood anyway. So it was just, it was just, it was too much, way too much. And I just, I, I knew I needed to survive for my child, which I think it, it, it was great that I had just become a new mom because it gave me something to get up for in the mornings and it gave me something to keep fighting for and, and seeing, you know, a bit of joy in moments and things, but it's, it's absolutely earth shattering and it's really complex. And I just, I needed to hear other people's stories, like I said, but like, there's so many complexities with suicide loss, like the added emotions that can come with it, like the guilt and the anger and all of these like really heavy emotions that can be so hard to process Um, so I spent a lot of time (laughs) trying to deal with those things. So I found good morning to be a lifesaver for me, to be honest, like meeting Sal and starting the podcast gave me a focus. It gave me something to channel kind of all of my grief into, but in a really positive way. And it gave me a purpose. Um, so at the same time as something so devastating is happening to me, I'm also finding what feels like my purpose in life that's kind of energizing me at the same time like it's 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 really kind of hard to describe but yeah it was it's been a a very big learning thing for me (laughs) yeah it's it's been a lot no I think I think that's um that's very that's it's nice to hear that it's given you a sense of purpose um Mm. because one thing that one thing that I picked up on you know when I listened to your story is um the whole uh you know, having unanswered questions maybe or thoughts of like, you know, why if didn't, you know, because again, I think with, with, with um, again, I, I, I want to say this lightly because I, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm saying the wrong thing, but I feel like with, with suicide is often when you hear of it, it's, there is a, um, like a reason or there's some mm. sort of, uh, I don't want to say justification, but there's some, yeah, there's a, there's a reason. So, you know, like in most cases, people leave notes, um, you know, and, but in your case, when there was like, you know, I, I remember you saying it wasn't that you, you didn't really think nothing was wrong because she just, I mean, you spoke to her prior and it was like something was wrong, but it wasn't, but you didn't think it was to the extent that, oh, like something's really wrong. And, you know, she, like she doesn't want to be here but so I don't know how I don't like it's, it's it must be hard and I, and I think I'm just trying to like articulate myself like I feel like I guess what I'm trying to say is how how did you like um how did you come to terms with that knowing that oh, that there was no like in your like in, in that case there was no particular like reason yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. It, it must leave you with a lot of like but what like you know what oh yeah like the the if only game that you play with suicide loss is debilitating um I spent a lot of time there I still dip in and out of that even two years into my grief um yeah my mum didn't leave a note and she also didn't suffer from any previous mental health issues so you know um prior to it happening to me I kind of had this preconceived idea about suicide it's like you've got to be really mentally ill and they're the only people that take their life and it's not the case at all like suicide doesn't discriminate and I think that's what people really need to understand is it can happen to anyone if your circumstances change in your life or you lose hope for the future like anyone can end up in that place which is really frightening and the suicide rates are just way too high 
um, especially for young men uh, as well. Like it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. And I think society doesn't quite understand suicide enough and we don't deal with it very well. So there is a lot of stigma still attached to it too. Um, but yeah, the Euphonies, it's, it's, it's really hard because you, you have a cause of death, but you don't have a reason. Like you don't, you, you can't ask that person now that they're, they're gone. Like I just, I just wanted my mum to tell me why, why it happened. And I couldn't, couldn't have her do that. So I spent a lot of time doing what is called like a psychological autopsy where you sort of try and come up with it in your head. Like you just go round and round, like ruminating, trying to come up with a reason as to why they're not here anymore. And it it is absolutely exhausting, but um, I think it's very, very common for suicide loss survivors to, to go through that. Yeah, like so. Like, I know at the time, um, you know, you said that it was just, you had that game of well, not game. So you had that fourth after only, you know, what if? But as in, how do you how do you deal with that now in terms of like allowing it to not allowing it to kind of get the better of you in terms of like your anxiety and just make you get down and get into this whole uh, thinking game, thinking game of oh, what if what? Because it can get. I can imagine you get stuck yeah you get really stuck in it and I did get stuck in it for a long long time um and it made me quite unwell like mentally I wasn't in a good place for a long time um but I think you know the same as grief as time goes on parts of it start to become a bit more manageable and um I think you've got to go through it I think you've got to go through all of those things so many times and kind of exhaust yourself and get to the point where you're like I've been through every single possible scenario it's not making me feel any better it's not giving me the answers that I need at some point I need to kind of start moving forward with my life and and it takes a lot like it's a constant it's a constant battle and um it's constant work and it's constant like um looking after my mental health and exercise and meditation and and all of all of those things that try and like kind of shut down those thoughts and and make me feel a bit stronger and better but um yeah it's it's a real it's a real battle but I think yeah as as time has progressed I do find that aspect of my loss more manageable now which is good because I couldn't live in that place that's for sure yeah no I I can imagine and you know these these are things that you know when you know because if we don't we don't choose how we don't we don't choose grief of course we don't um, but like I said, like we're all in this boat, but everyone has different, has come together under different circumstances, you know, like, and it, it is unfair. That, that's, the, there's no, there's no kind of pretty way to put it. It is unfair, but it's just the way I see it. It's like you're, everyone's dealing with the cards they've been dealt the best way they can. Um, and it seems like that's what you both are doing, um, you know, because like just having to just always constantly like, grieve, like you, you can't take a break from it. It's like, and it's, that is it's, it's taxing on this thing. I just want to just have a day where I don't think about things, but then you can't because it's like every year you remind whether that's through birthdays, milestones, or, you know, just something that, tr- that may trigger that, that loss. And it's like, this is what we have to do until, until we're gone. <laughs> so it's just about finding the best way every, every time to deal with it and trying to constantly like sack yourself up. Okay, look, I know it's been, it's been rough but it's a roller coaster it's, it's like kind of like how they say when um the stock market like it up down up that it's just this you mm. can't predict it sometimes and, and I think that's the best way to look at it don't just don't always try to kind of control it or or have grip on everything because because you, you mm. can't you know some things are going to be harder something's going to be easier um you know and you know I feel like yes sudden sudden death is is not you know you're not prepared for that you know, mm-hmm. it's, and as like I said to you before, like the timing of grief is is, not, is just so doesn't it doesn't care like whether we're excited about our twenties or thirties doesn't care if, if you know we're in your case or you you just about to you just uh, raising a, a young child it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't care that's that's what that's what's so kind of cool about it but it's kind of like like life as well and the same way like grief doesn't care when it comes on lives life I won't say society doesn't care but society still moves on you know like yeah it's like you know it yeah just just move on you know um but and I think, I think you know we're just not prepared for it because we don't talk about it in society yeah. so when it happens to you especially when you're in your 20s or even your early 30s you know you, you don't really think it's gonna happen that you're gonna be 
grieving but even even then you we just don't know what to do and like it, it, it's something that we've spoken about on our podcast before about when someone you love dies it is so monumental and you feel like the world should stop because mm. something you know and I don't know whether you felt like this Jermaine but like you know it feels like that it, it, everything should just stop and come to a standstill because like someone so important to you has just died and then everyone else is just going about their day like you know like not impact and it's just it's quite hard to get uh, like hard to get your head around because you're like hang on a minute like you know they've just died and and but it's yeah that for me was like quite a big like shock when with with sudden death you know it's like the world keeps turning when you feel like yours has stopped and and then you're like well what do I do now? You know, it's because, um, like and you said, Sal, was- like living on the other side of the world when her mom died suddenly, like that is just a whole nother yeah. experience that nobody should have to go through, is it, Sal? Yeah, it's like literally, I think when you move to the other side of the world, you are prepared that, you know, you are away from your family. Like, you know, there are like definitely payoffs, there, there are sacrifices um, that you make, like living, you know on the other side of the world but one of the things I think which is quite common when you're an expat is you kind of think like okay what's the worst thing that could happen and it you know it is kind of like well someone I love dies back home like and you kind of think oh my oh my god could you imagine if that happened like how would I cope Mm. um and then yeah sure enough it did happen and it's it's yeah it was on it's pretty pretty bloody tough yeah, because I was going to ask about that because I can imagine, like, it's weird hearing, because when my when my mum, well, when my mum passed, mm. she wasn't in the country. Um, so it's like we heard the news, you know, we were, we were called. And I don't know how to kind of explain this, but I felt like it, it made me even more anxious because she was like, I don't know, it's just weird not being, like, it would still, still hurt if she was in the same country but there's something about being not being dead. It just feels a bit, not to describe it, it feels that, like a bit of a detachment in a way, or like a sort of just doesn't feel quite as real. Yeah. In a way, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I feel that. Because I was going to ask you how, how, um, in, you know, just in terms of going into your story of uh, your mum's was how, like, like, how did I make, yeah, how, yeah, how did that make you feel? Because like just being on the other side of the world and having to just come back and, Mm. like so like not drastically but just on short notice like yeah how was that like for you it was like just mind-bending like and because I hadn't seen my mum for about two years because obviously being like like on the other side of the world it'd been about two years since she'd been out to visit and I think I was going to be you know planning to head home in like a few months after she passed so that was kind of weird because like even though it's been two and a bit years since she has died, it's been like, really, it's been like four years since I've seen her, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was honestly like when I got the call, I got the call, I woke up at like 6am, I was getting ready to go to the gym and I got this like WhatsApp to say, can you call me from her partner? And so I sort of knew something was up because he never like messages me. And then, yeah, when he said like, you know, your mum's passed away, I just thought it was a joke. Like, I think my first like reaction was like, what the fuck are you joking? Like, just like what? And then, and then from there, it was just like, okay, well, I need to, I need to get home because I've got a sibling, but he's autistic. So I knew it was on me to sort of get back and like sort everything out. And um, yeah, like the, I, I, I basically spent that day trying to figure out like, you know, okay, what flight can I get? Like how, you know, all the logistics, where am I going to stay? All that stuff. Um, but I, you know, one minute I was in Australia, like sunshine, hot, you know, it was November. So it was like summer here. And then the next minute I'm getting off a plane at Birmingham airport, like just shell shock really. Like, mm. yeah, it was, it was just, it felt like, I, I, I mean it, it that 24 hours just went in such a blur anyway I was like I've just got to get on this flight and I've just got to just try and get through it but um and then like as you probably know as well like there's so much admin that comes with death right and I, I feel like people don't talk about that as much or you don't expect it but like 
I have never been so busy in my life. I literally felt like I had to project manage my mum's death because there was just so much to do. So I kind of like was like in this state of being like shell shocked in back in the UK, like, you know, just not. And like, it sounds like there's not heaps of differences in terms of Australia and the UK, but because I've been out here for quite a while now, like even just things like driving a manual car again and like just like trying to get my head around like little things, like cultural things that you just forget about, you know, you're kind of thrown mm. into sort of trying to readjust to to being back somewhere, but then also trying to process the death and and then and then sort everything out. It was it was on another level. Like I look back at that time and I go. I just need a nap just thinking about it because it was so <laughs> exhausting. Honestly, it's it's in our in our case, um, I did uh kind of experience a lot happening in short short space of time because you know my mom passing meant that there was a lot of so many different things that had to be dealt with. And um and thankfully we had a lot of support from family who who dealt with all the in your like said so the life admin. And it was my aunt who took on that that responsibility uh, at the time. And obviously at the time, I didn't really understand like, you know, what was what. But when I look back, I'm always, I'm always saying to myself, I'm so thankful for her because honestly, having to just do that in a, like literally, even from the first day we found out the news, we, she started, she got the ball rolling with different things. And it's like, on top of having to know that, okay, your, your sister is, is, dead, is gone. You know, it's like there's, there's it's like almost like there's no time to grieve. You have to like grieve, but also sort A, B, C, and make sure this is so and that is so. And you know, yeah. and for someone who, you know, again, we didn't understand that because we we were so it's like in a way that we were just we had the privilege of, of just, just grieving rather than you know some people had to you know um, do things because of family how family projects or how the family is structured and. In this case, it was my aunt because my aunt was like this, the second eldest after my mom, so it was, it fell on her, you know, to to do all these things, and it's a it's a lot. And I always said to her, like mentally, look, you need to make sure you start putting you first because you've we've all had a, a tough few years, but also mentally, it's listen, this can affect you without even realizing. And even the other day, like I, I thought to myself, like I don't know, I think sometimes I forget stuff. And I'm just thinking, is it, is it, I don't know, is it like because of grief? But I thought, no, you can't, grief can't make you forgetful. But sometimes it's all these little things that, so you need to really kind of check in on yourself and make sure, you know, like as much as, you know, which kind of leads me to the whole um, like mental health. And because we, we speak about that on the podcast as well, or from a range of different angles. But as much as, you know, what you both are doing is great and it's important, but it's also important to like look after number one. And as much as, you know, grief can also cause some sort of burnout as well. But despite that's not the only thing you, you're doing. You're, you have you have lives, you have, you know, a livelihood as well, um, different things. But how do you two both sort of um, kind of uh, give yourself like breathing space mentally to not kind of, to kind of prevent any burnout from, you know, your day to day and just your personal lives and stuff like that? It's still a learning, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> We learned the hard way and pretty much burnt ourselves out pretty quickly. Um, just taking on too many things and just, yeah, channeling everything like into our podcast and our page. Like we we gave a lot of ourselves away and I think we kind of burnt out very quickly from that. So now we have got like strict boundaries in place for ourselves. Um, we have, you know, like weekends off and just make sure we, Back to kind of like you were talking about earlier, like how important it is to take a break from grief. Like it's something mm-hmm. that we've learned um, from doing our podcast and speaking to guests. We spoke to a psychologist who told us how important it is to actually let ourselves have some time off from our grief, which we couldn't quite understand at first. We're like, how, how can you have time off of something that's so all-consuming all the time? But um, I think we 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 understand it now and how important it is to kind of put our grief aside for a bit and just try and engage in life again and have a bit of fun and do things that bring us joy. And um, so Sal and I have been really practicing that (laughs) and just trying to like, yeah, have a break from our grief and the grief work and, and everything, which I think is so important. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a learning. (laughs) And like, for me, a massive part of like looking after my mental health and like not burning out is like, 
in the evenings I don't look at my phone like 7 7 p.m 8 p.m that's it it's like put to the side because I think sometimes you know you can scroll on Instagram you can aimlessly look at your phone check your emails and and that in itself can be quite mentally draining so for me it's like in the evening time that's when I kind of try and recharge and and some people don't feel drained by their phones but I for me personally I do find it quite draining and and I think like you know you just sometimes like unnecessary scrolling and and that can kind of have its impact so that for me has been like something that really helps me I'm like you know come 7 8 p.m that's it like you know unless it's urgent like I can deal with it the next day so I I mean for anyone if anyone's listening and they're struggling with kind of feeling drained or burnt burnt out like having a bit of a phone detox in the evenings I don't know do you do that is that something you've done or you know what? Let's uh, what I did. <laughs> um, you have, um, you know, that you have like a, you can set like a a um, like a timer. How long you want to be on it? So I yeah, it's how bad mine is. So I I put like a fifteen minute timer, but I'm always ignoring it. So like, anyway, yeah, you're like oh, <laughs> still scrolling. <laughs> ignoring it. So it's like I need to, to do that. But I think definitely um, I agree with with the burnout um because there are times where like it's just I'm just mentally I'm just tired of and I need some sort of a break and sometimes as much as you you mean well with with the work you're doing you know with the podcast I'll like I'm just like I wanted to just be like just release so much content put things out there but at the same time I, I know I mean well but also into that okay look take a step back and kind of just rethink so that you, because you're no good to anyone if if you if you can't if you're not hundred percent, you know, so, and I yeah. think um, like last year we had like a, kind of like a re-strategy because we kind of had a bit of burnout. Um, mm. We were putting out episodes every week, every week. Mm. And I don't know we, we enjoyed it, but after a while we thought, okay, this is a, this is too much. Just make, let's make it all night, you know? And we said, okay, if that gets too much, make it seasonal. And you know what I mean? So just different things. And, and that's okay. It's not, you know, no one's gonna, especially in this day and age of, of having to always, you know wanting to put content and you know have a like because essentially you're, you're kind of you're building a brand as well you know so it's like you want to be focused on, and I understand that but also like mm. don't let social media drive you mad but especially Instagram mm. because you know in this day and it's all about you know following and stuff like that but one thing you know and I don't know if what you guys think about this but one thing I, I try not to tell myself forget focus on your why you know mm-hmm. so when you get when you sort of lose focus remember your why and mm. don't be so focused on numbers and the reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. you know um we're still growing and one thing that that I used to be quite um I won't say subconscious about is I used to think okay I can't contact some people because they have more numbers than us but I said no forget that because and that's the reason I said forget that because you know why you're contacting them it's mm-hmm. not, you know, and so focus on that. Of course, some people might might respond back and say, yeah, I'd be love, happy to come on. Some might not, that's fine, but don't be so driven by numbers. And I think that, again, in turn, allows me to, to keep focused on as to what we want to do with this rather than trying, it being so mm-hmm. number-driven and, you know, vanity metrics, you know, you, you know, things, it, it'll grow in its own time. Even, you know, like, Again, it's still growing, but when I, the way I measure it is like last year, we you know we didn't have as many followers. It's not about followers, but I know it's growing. I know, and it it will grow how it needs to grow. But one thing I don't want is to, is for it to grow and then it loses value, it loses. So I've got to always remember like what you're trying to do is mm-hmm. add value and focus on that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's the and only- I think I think that's a really wise way to look at it, and like one thing that we always think about is no, it doesn't matter about all of that stuff. It's, it's how are you serving people? Like what that, that is the driving. And it sounds like it's exactly the same for you guys. Like when it all feels like overwhelming and, you know, a lot, I always try and pair it back to like, okay, well, look, how are we helping people and just focusing on that and the rest will kind of, it will be what it will be. And that's what my husband always says to me as well. He's like, it's going to be what it's going to be. Just all you need to do is just focus on how you're helping other people. And as long as that is like your North star, 
the rest of it will kind of come as it as it comes and it will you know it'll happen as it happens but just as and I think that kind of goes back to that point of looking after yourself right because when you're feeling like your best self and you're feeling like you know that you're not you're not you're not feeling depleted then you, that means you're going to be putting out content that's true to you and true to Ben and like and you're feeling like you know you're you're able to like serve others as well you know what I mean rather than just um because it is like I mean do like weekly podcasts like it's a lot of work like it is a lot of work so you do have to look after yourself and especially you know it's talking about grief as well and you know that, that it's not a it's not I mean it doesn't always have to be a heavy topic but it is a heavy you know it's a lot isn't it it's not um it's 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 a it's an, a pretty in-depth topic and yes. a lot of emotions with it definitely um just just quickly i know i know i'm not sure what time i know you guys were quite pressed for time um oh it's it's so fine don't worry it's i'm ha- i'm really enjoying this conversation so um, just, <laughs> interrupt at any point when, if when you need to you know like when you need to uh um, yeah i'm not keeping track of time right now apologies but but i just remember <laughs> saying um something about the time and so um yeah but I, I won't be too long but but one thing That's i was gonna right. say as well is um one thing that i realized is especially watching um you know I, I like to do this thing where i feel like it's important to give people their flowers and when i say that I don't, I don't mean to be dramatic but i just mean so especially going through grief i think it's important to um you know acknowledge you know if you, if you appreciate people say that and whilst you can when you can you know um it's mm-hmm. like i honestly appreciate what uh, you and Imogen are doing especially when watching your content I, I can tell it, it's genuine like it's you know I don't know how I can tell but I can tell it's genuine and, and that's why I kind of say you know when it when it goes back to what I said earlier about you know creating content that's valuable that also kind of uh like inspires me okay like you know what like focus on value don't focus on anything else and I'll, I'll be honest it, it is sometimes it's not easy it's easier said than done you know because mm-hmm. I'll I'll be lying if I said there aren't times when I I feel a bit okay is, is this really working like people really you know because it's like again it's grief and it's like you know are people like I don't I don't know how people are like you know like for example if mm. I can I put it um for example you give someone I can I don't know if it's a bad analogy but you give someone like say a chocolate bar yeah that person you know you, you know how they they're gonna eat it they're gonna enjoy it so you, you kind of know how they're enjoying that but with a podcast and grief, you don't really, you can't see how people are, are, are relating to it. Unless every person that watches it messages you, say, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed this, then maybe you have an indication as to how how much mm-hmm. value you're, you're, you're bringing or projecting out there. But other than that, you don't know what, you don't know because people don't necessarily say, oh, you know, um, this podcast, I, I, I watch this podcast and today I'm, I'm much, but you don't know that. But I feel like we are doing that because we had a few messages here and there of people you know I, I appreciate you doing this so it, it does that does give me kind of hope as well um mm. you know but sometimes I, I do feel like, oh you know like how, how long can this be sustainable I, I think it's just sometimes it's, it's just my overthinking and I, I know that for sure but definitely you know again it's we all do it we we all do it like it's it's such a normal thought to have like especially working in this space and you throw so much of your heart and soul out there and mm. you know you throw so much into it and it's it's a lot like podcasting is a lot, is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know funny. especially when you're like working as well and you know living life and you know it is it's it is a lot like definitely so you're not alone in feeling like like that it's it's <laughs> it's funny because sometimes you like because um you know, I, I, you know, obviously doing starting a podcast, I've learned a lot about, you know, editing, audio editing, video editing. And every time, yeah. like, literally, I'm like, it's like, I don't know, maybe 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I'm editing the life out of this episode. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this people, people need to enjoy this because I, I put, I put my, my blood, sweat, and tears into this. But then yeah. Do that. And maybe like, again, this is what I say, like, if you focus on numbers too much, you're going to be disheartened. You can do all that. You can edit it to the, you know, like the, the final details, you know, add this, add that. And then nobody watches it. Or maybe a few people watch it and you're like, oh, damn. So people are not really respecting the energy I put into this. But mm. you, can't, you can't focus on that. Just do it. Just, just think of the way I say it is like how my kind of um, uh, philosophy is, you know, like I said before, forget the numbers, but would you watch this? 
So if you, you know, would you like, would you watch what you can, what what you produce? If you can't, if you can't watch it, then you're not producing good work. So you, I, I kind of go off, off of that, and I'm like, okay, I need to produce something that is, I feel is is good quality, you know. Mm. And even if it's one person watching it, that one person is yeah. watching, at least they can they they can say, oh, you know what, this was after Santa because if you just want to focus on you know numbers, 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 and then and you do get the numbers eventually. And then, but your work isn't really, you know, it, you can tell you're just driven by just like uh, viral moments or just have it, just trying to mm. get, you know, and I, I don't want it to be like that. But that's why, like, I'm happy for the slow growth because I I, I know I know what I'm trying to do. And it's always add value. Mm. When, so if those things do come, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not an accident. It's not like the value's already been there. Not if, not if they come, when oh, they oh. come. <laughs> when, when yeah when they come but I don't yeah. feel like yeah. I need to I don't feel like I need to um oh like kind of okay what can I talk about now to, to, to create another viral moment no like the value's already been done I feel like with grief um you know mm. I, I don't know if you what you guys think about this but it's almost like there's so I feel like it's it's such a niche but there's so mm. much within grief like you can to talk about and that's what Mm. we are trying to do with the podcast is just like have these conversations even things like when Sally mentioned about no one speaks about that life admin no one speaks about that no one mm. speaks about trying to like or find out okay if you're if your parent had life insurance how do we kind of activate that what what do we do like what you know like you know what mm. is um how do you activate well all these different things you know planning a funeral of course no one talks about it because it's not it's not it's not uh they're quite it can be quite morbid but these are these are grief is like these are important things because most of us are going to go through grief and I'm not saying we should be prepared but it might be nice to have conversations with people and say okay look, how do you want to when I when you when I go how do you want to you know what do you want in place or what you know mm. it's hard I'll, I'll be honest I'm not saying that yeah. I'm going to say and say I've had those conversations but I know that the importance of it and even like things like I mentioned it so many times like you know okay I used to think life insurance I'm young I don't have any kids I'm not married so no nah, I don't need to worry about that but no like you need to start thinking about these things now like because that's just the rally we've we've been thrown into you know and it's it's wild how niche grief is yet it's something that everyone is going to go through in their life and everyone is going to die as morbid as that sounds again but you know like how is it niche (laughs) like and I think this is the important thing by what you're doing and what we're doing is like trying to normalize talking about this stuff because it happens to everyone and we need to be more prepared and there need to be more resources that tell it like it is so yeah it's just just wild how how niche it is even though it's like the one thing in life that's guaranteed yeah it's true it's true it's it's and I think just when you were saying before like you know you you put so much effort into sort of making sure that your content is something that you'd be really proud of and I think that is absolutely the right way to do it like him and I always say like when we're planning our next season or like we're we're working through a guest episode if we're not jazzed by the conversation or what we're talking about then our listeners aren't going to be like it has to be true to you has to be authentic to you you have to feel Mm -hmm. like you're getting something from it too because if you're if you're not and it doesn't feel right then your content isn't good that's not going to shine through in your content so that's something we're really mindful of like would we want to listen to this like are we adding value like is this going to serve our listeners like is this going to benefit them in some way um that's always sort of like um, you know we have had episodes before where we've kind of reflected and been like not sure that that's like the yeah that's that was one for us like and then we kind of let that influence like you know the next kind of conversation or yeah yeah it's true like we've found for us what feels really authentic and what we've really enjoyed like on our platform is like talking about spirituality and and that side of loss which we thought we were going to alienate our audience when we started talking about that and opening up that conversation but it, it didn't at all and then it was like you know, just whatever is authentic to you and whatever energizes you when you're talking about it, people are going to feel that through their headphones. You know, people are going to pick up on that and, and, and come back for more because yeah, if you're passionate about something and, and something is helping you, it's hundred percent going to help somebody else. 
Yeah, I yeah, think, definitely. and and I think that's why, um, we what Sally said earlier about, you know, it being right, and you know, of course, it's, it's good to talk to so many people on grief, but again, it has to, you have to feel like okay, I want to have this conversation, and even though like the uh, the time difference is crazy, and I knew this is going to be so early, but I was I was excited to have the conversation because, you know, so all those things you forget about, but whether it's the time difference and, and I don't see it as, oh, I've got to wake up early and have a convo. No, but I've got to wake up early and I'm excited to have this. So it's kind of like when you're, you, you're passionate about what you're doing, it doesn't feel like, mm. you know, the, the whole, uh, um, what's the word? Like the whole kind of dread is, is kind of eliminated because it, it's nothing, it's nothing that you, you, you want to do, you like doing. So, you know, as opposed to if it's something that, you know, you, you just have to do oh dreading it I've got let me just get over and done with and that's probably why I forgot about time but like just, <laughs> yeah. it's totally not what you mean it's one of those things like we always joke don't we we're like oh yeah grief it's weirdly energizing like we find you know obviously it's like grief and it's like a really heavy topic and it's not you know it's like a <laughs> exhausting thing but like we find yeah and, and that's the thing like what you're doing as well like you're helping so many people and the content that you're creating and what you guys are doing. Oh, that was a massive snore. Did you hear that one? That's what, that's what he's, he's giving that. Thing. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but like, I think as long as you just stay, yeah, just stay authentic to you. I think that's a thing, isn't it? Authenticity is, is when you're creating content because it is so, you put you pour so much of yourself into it and you know it does take up a lot of time like editing podcasts and create you know reaching out to guests and, and do it, everything that's involved with it I think as long as it's authentic to to you and um you can find some sort of energy through it and 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 find it energizing in a way like you're saying like you know you don't feel like you're dreading like conversations and stuff I think that that is something in itself you know that you are on the right path and and also we need more men in this space yeah you guys come on you're representing a whole like yeah yeah yeah, you're you're doing it for the blokes which is so great because there's not enough men in this space at all so just have that at the back of your head all the time you're like just hugely underrepresented like you need to keep keep doing this for, for the guys as well as yourself like it's so important no, I appreciate that. Um, as I've heard your dog, Sally, I know your dog has spoken. So <laughs> on a last note, um, <laughs> one, one thing that I admire is, again, is how you both kind of bring your personalities to it. Because, again, although you you, you are um, have a direction, a purpose with what you're doing, but also it's like you can also be yourself doing it as well. It's not something that, oh, I've, I've got to put on this groove mask. Then I go up. But it's like, no, I, I, I'm... I'm I'm me I'm not putting on a mask and you know and I think that's very um, very very important because you know especially mm. in this day and age of social media where like you know I, I feel it's very very important that you can be yourself in, in whatever you're doing because I thought if you can't then it's almost like what's the point and that's something that I've, I've, I know I am being myself that's something that I always mm-hmm. to myself if I can't if I can't be me doing this then there's no point that mm. you know I'm not I can only and I think part of that comes from not trying to be um like perfect and I don't know if you guys had this when you first started recording is um I always tried to make everything perfect so like oh yeah our, our first <laughs> yeah. I've got a funny story for you about trying to make everything perfect when we first started <laughs> we basically were like running off a script like oh my this, god we've got to get this good we've got to say it. all the things we need to say so we were like it was like the worst <laughs> it was <laughs> horrific and Sally's like oh my god I keep losing my track this isn't working I'm like, okay what do we do she's we're like, like literally re- off reading off a script like <laughs> and then Sally's like we've got to get rid of the script I'm like so nervous to do it and especially like when you're grieving brain fog is a real thing like my memory was not there my head was in the clouds I was like I'm not going to remember anything to say about my whole experience um so that was it that didn't was interesting <laughs> Didn't we record a whole episode, but we forgot oh, to press record? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we recorded a whole episode, which like we felt was really good, but we hadn't hit record. So that's also grief brain. Um, <laughs> but we wanted to get it right. And then it's like, you know what? Let's just 
sack off the script and talk to each other like we would when we're having a glass of wine together and, you know, just pouring our hearts out. Um, and then yeah. we took that approach and we felt like it was just, it just felt so much better for us. And I feel like, you know, Sal and I are, are so different and like we bring such different qualities to the podcast. And I feel like people appreciate that like there's different sides to it as well which because you know not everything is going to serve everybody not everything everyone says everyone's going to agree with and especially with grief it's so individual um so yeah I think it's just we we yeah we were trying to be (laughs) we were trying to get it right but it's just like just be yourself and yeah we just like started having a laugh and we feel like this is what feels right for us is like just having a chat and having a laugh and, and just telling it like it is. And, and that's the other thing, like humor is so important. I think when you're grieving and people can be afraid to make jokes and say the wrong things and all of that stuff. But a lot of the time it's, it's really helpful. And it's Sal and I have found it to be quite cathartic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That definitely. And I I think that that's the beauty of it, you know, not wanting to, um, understanding that look just be yourself you're not always gonna get it right or you're not you know because you know, I remember when we first started I was just like okay you know there has to be no 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 background noise whatsoever everything has to no dog snoring <laughs> <laughs> listen just be like be yourself because and I, and I think I think that also is quite a skill as well though because you're also trying to like um provide some sort of value uh, you know some form of education but also doing that whilst being yourself as well but and I feel like with most people people relate to of course the the, the people behind it you know mm. uh, that's why even though with things like you know just kind of get out of your comfort zone so I remember when we first started it was just like okay print episodes and because when we first started recording we wasn't we didn't have um the YouTube channel it was just audio um it's audio only and then we started having the YouTube channel and then from there we went to, okay maybe start kind of telling people a bit more about ourselves so maybe like share more of our faces now because yes this is you know this is a a brand and we want to mm. but also just be like just have fun with it be a bit more personal be a, you know just like doesn't have to be so rigid like right i'm i'm only i'm only here to talk about grief but sometimes mm. you know show show people your, you know your day or what it's like you know and just little you know ran, random things yeah like, it's just and that's like, when people get to know you that that's when they sort of form that connection with you right so when your listeners kind of see those little snippets of your life and your personality and kind of you know things that are sort of personal to you that's when you start to build that sort of I guess yeah that rapport um but when it's authentic to you it's just much more enjoyable to do as well isn't it you know when you kind of let go of like how you think it should be I think that sort of just makes the whole process a lot easier too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely. Um, you guys that? are doing an amazing job, like, and you should be right. really proud of yourselves. Where we is love, Ben? We, yeah, where is Ben, <laughs> by the way? Ben? <laughs> no, is he okay? Like, what? should we um, call him? <laughs> I, think, I, feel I, think, I think he uh, got confused with timing. So, yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, so he couldn't. Um, it's all good. It's bit, like, it is Sunday morning. So, like, I'm, waiting I'm, for I'm not. Join us, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I mean, as, again, I'm always, I'm always happy to um, always bring you guys back on, whereas all of us or, or vice versa. So, that's that's not a problem. I'm sure we can arrange something again. That's, that's not even a. Uh, it's so fine we're just joking I'm normally asleep yeah. until like midday on a Sunday so I don't blame him you know it's like <laughs> it is Sunday oh after God. all uh, it's, probably it's, had a big big night before did he <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure. I think yeah it was definitely the, the, the confused timing but it's all good. Um, you know, I'm sure he would uh, um, I'm sure when he when when this comes out he would he would uh, appreciate the convo and, and whatever you said you know because he's like as he's um, you know like through this whole grief he's someone like I see him like a like a brother like a brother that mm-hmm. I've met through un, under like terrible circumstances but here we are so you know that that's one uh like good thing you know mm. uh, yeah, like, and you've got to hold on to those gifts you've got to you know we're not going to say look for the silver lining in the death of your loved one but there are gifts that can come from pain and you know we we feel like Sally and I meeting and you and Ben meeting like they're they're gifts that have come from it so yeah it's so important to hold on to those things as well 
definitely definitely I, I definitely agree with that you know that that's how I see it because at, at times you know when you're in your grief um bubble you, you always think about all the negatives but sometimes mm. it's good to see like the thing the good things that have come from it um you know so that's one thing I definitely I'm appreciative of like again even if it makes you more appreciative of what you have with people around you um you know so like I'm definitely would say that Ben is like the 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 yeah I would say bro bro from another mother but yeah, <laughs> I'll call it that um I was gonna say but now I appreciate you both coming on um, Imogen and Sally um like I've, I've enjoyed this um and it's one that I've actually wanted to have for a while so I do so I do thank you guys for agreeing and you know sharing your your stories because it's not um easy like given the 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 level the trauma and just expressing it so I, I do want to thank you guys both for um, thanks thank for, you for reaching out to us it, it's been yeah it's been a great chat and yeah, yeah thank you I and... love what you're doing and um yeah it's been really lovely to to talk to you and keep keep doing what you're doing as well because it's really really important and you guys are you know reaching a lot of people who who, who need, need it. it so yeah no I appreciate that um, just before we go, anything you want to plug? Anything you have coming with us with regards to Good Morning or anything that's grief related or anything not grief related that you wanna that you feel like the listeners or viewers should should know about? We have got. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? You, you go. <laughs> okay. Well, we have um, we set up a private Facebook support group. We just felt like there were a lot of people in our community that wanted to start engaging with one another and Instagram, it's quite difficult for them to do so. So we set up a Facebook group. So if anyone um, from your community that needs sort of some extra support or wants to try and connect with other people, like other grieving people, um, a bit more intimately, we have that fi- uh, Facebook group called Good Morning Grief Community. Um, and we also have our Instagram where we share a lot of content on there, which is at Good Morning Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've had a bit of a cough for like the last two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, so at Good Morning Podcast. We also have some grief affirmation cards, which are coming out soon, which is a great gift for yourself if you're grieving or for for somebody else if you're supporting someone and and want to just yeah give them something but you don't know what um affirmation cards are such a such a nice gift to give so yeah they'll be coming out shortly I'm not sure when this episode is going to air but yeah head over to our website which is www.goodmorning.com.au and yeah check it out nice 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 um I know you mentioned you mentioned the the podcast. So I mean, just for those listening, where can people like find? I know you have the podcast page. I'm not sure if you have personal page, but where can people find generally most of your um your content? Um, head to Instagram, I'd say. So like at yeah. Good Morning Podcast on Instagram, and then just you know, if you want to click the link in our bio, you can find the podcast. You can find our website, Facebook group, all all, all of it, um, all the things, all the things. <laughs> yeah yes and i appreciate that and for those that have been listening and watching appreciate you guys uh tuning in as always subscribe on uh, apple podcast spotify but also on amazon music as well um of course the youtube so that it means a lot you know uh, sharing our content and people just learning more about grief and just yeah normalizing it because essentially that is the the aim you know i'm sure it's the aim for you both as well so ladies, Absolutely. thank you for coming on. I do appreciate that. Thank you.